part three today of prayer, a partnership with God. We're going to look at God has opened his throne room. We're going to be looking at Hebrews chapter four, verse 16. Now it says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Now it says, let us come boldly to the throne room. What I like to do when I'm studying out the word of God and, and when you're studying and even when you're praying, what I'm going to do in this podcast is actually break down Hebrews 4 and 16. So you can turn in your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16. Again, it says, let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Let's begin. Let us, let us therefore. Now, therefore is interpreted in the Strong's Concordance as certainly, accordingly, therefore. It says, let us certainly come. The word come means to approach. So the word of God is saying, let us therefore, let us certainly come. Let us approach boldly. Now, boldly, means all spoke all outspokenness with assurance in this particular context it would mean let us come let us come let us approach with assurance it is so important that when we come to god we must be really sure about what we're asking for a lot of times we come and we pray about things and then and then if our prayers don't get answered are we really confident in the thing that we're asking for is that something that we have uh, assurance that we really need or that we that we really want boldness boldly means also means with bluntness doesn't mean disrespect but it means bluntness publicly with frankness with assurance so let us let us come let us therefore i should say let us therefore now that's an important word therefore let us certainly approach come near with assurance, with bluntness, to the throne, to God's throne, to his seat of grace, of graciousness. God is a gracious God that we may obtain, that we may get a hold of, that we have taken into, we have seized something. When you're looking up the scriptures or when you're, when you're studying, make sure that you look up every single word in the context because it's so important to be able to apply what we're learning and what we're talking about to your everyday life. We can let someone else interpret it for us, but it has much more meaning and depth when you look at it and you study it out for yourself. So we want to come boldly to the throne of grace. Therefore, let us come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain, that we may get a hold of mercy God's mercy, his compassion. He said, let us boldly with frankness and find grace, which is the same as the other grace, graciousness to help in time, well time, a convenient time of need, of aid. When I put it together, I was just kind of slowing it down just a little bit. When I put it together in the scripture of interpretation without pulling Every single word it reads, it says, let us certainly approach confidently to the seat of favor so that we may take divine compassion and likewise obtain favor to help in opportune time of need or aid. When God says that we can come boldly to the throne, his throne, his seat of favor, 
See, God, you have favor with God. When you, you're a Christian, you have favor with God. It doesn't have anything to do with your emotions or how you feel, how you feel about yourself or whatever. He says you can come boldly and confidently to the throne of favor. It means God's unmerited favor. He's graciousness to you. His divine compassion towards you. Don't think of yourself as someone who does not deserve God's favor. Christ died on the cross that you might receive this favor and that you can come boldly to the throne of grace. We want to make sure that we are honoring God through his word when we come, when we pray. We're talking about prayer being a partnership with God. Well, if I want to come boldly to the throne, if he tells me I can do that, then I can do that. I don't come with disrespect. I come with honor and praise and worship and thanking him, giving him glory and honor and praise. But the thing we have to remember, saints and born again believers, brothers and sisters in Christ, that God gives us the opportunity whenever we need something. Don't think that you can't come to God when you absolutely need something. Many people feel like, oh, that's just being selfish. It's not being selfish. What is it that you need? It might. It doesn't have to be a, a financial need. It could be a healing. It could be a, a spiritual growth. It could be anything. It could be help with your family, with your children, with your parents, with, with loved ones, with friends, on a job. He didn't give us specifics on what we could ask for. He just said, need, what do you need today? Well, I want to encourage you. If you need anything from God, he says, let us certainly approach him confidently and come to the seat of favor so that you can take a divine compassion that God offers every day. And likewise, you can obtain the favor to help you in the opportune time of need or aid. And I'm going to go back to the original scripture. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. God has opened up his throne room to you. That's what the relationship is all about. It's just having that time. You, It doesn't matter what time of day it is. The throne room is open 24-7. Some people are day people. Some people are night people. It's open 24-7. All you have to do is call upon his name. That's all we're going to share with today in part three. The next point we're going to look at is that we need to pray effectively. We need to pray effectively. We come boldly to the throne, but we need to pray effectively. And we're going to talk about that in part four of prayer, a partnership with God. Now, if you've never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And you are that whosoever. Now, if you've never ever confessed him as your Lord and Savior, Romans 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Romans 10, 10 says, well, with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. God wants you to be a part of the family of God. So go ahead and repeat this short prayer after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I believe in my heart and I say with my mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me and is raised from the dead. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart, come into my life and save me now. 
I repent from sin by turning away from it. And I thank you, Heavenly Father, that my salvation is secured today. Now, the Gospel of John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he the power to become the sons and daughters of God, even to them that believe on his name. So welcome to the family of God. Now, if you were already saved and you've gotten out of fellowship with God or you just think you're out of fellowship, 1 John 1 and 9 says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confess your sins before God and he will forgive you according to the word of God. Now, this doesn't mean that we get an opportunity to sin whatever we want to, but you have to turn away from the thing that makes you sin. That's all for our podcast today. And I thank you so much for listening. You can support us today or leave us a message with a question regarding the podcast by simply clicking on the button on our Anchor podcast page. If you would like to order the resource book for the podcast, simply click on the website link in our podcast. This is Diane Woods, and I'm your host of He Sent His Word podcast, and you have a great one.